in the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Sheriff. We're back. Thanks for joining me today. You know, after that horrible, ugly week in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the week before uh, this current week, uh, you probably heard about the riots that occurred after a police shooting. Law enforcement officer of Milwaukee Police Department shot and killed an armed suspect who had a stolen gun. Individual had a criminal history. Lengthy criminal history for being as young as he was. And the culturally dysfunctional black underclass. You notice how I cut out that segment? You know, I mean, I sliced it. I didn't say the entire black community. But the culturally dysfunctional black underclass tried to use the the death of this criminal. Confronted a law enforcement officer while he was armed. Tried to hold him up as some sort of symbol of police mistreatment of blacks. And I did a lot of media on it during the week, both uh, TV and radio and newspaper. And there was a writer who came to town from the LA Times, the LA Times feeling a need to get in on the act. And he interviewed me about it extensively. We talked over a half hour and I gave him a lot to support my positions and what's really going on in Milwaukee. You heard me talk about the urban pathologies that exist in the American ghetto. They're the same in Chicago, same in Baltimore, same in St. Louis, same in Washington, D.C., and any other place that has a ghetto, a large segment of the culturally dysfunctional black underclass and so he writes this column and basically turns it into a race issue. This, this writer for the LA Times apparently is a race writer. I didn't know there was such a thing that newspapers actually had race writers. But anyway, he turns it into a race issue and he points out the white police chief versus the black sheriff, Ed Flynn, flaming liberal, soft, anti-gun, He prefers the soft approach to fighting crime. And me, as you know, you know where I am on it. So it was a very bias toward Ed Flynn and that that's the way to go and that I'm all wrong. Which is fine. I I don't care about that stuff. People can write what they want. But anyway, Thomas Sowell, you've heard me talk about Thomas Sowell, scholar from the Hoover Institute at Stanford University. He wrote an opinion piece on that story. I want to share that with you. He calls it a clash of police policies. This occurred in a real clear politics. It says, amid the riding in Milwaukee, there's also a clash between two leading lawmen there, Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark and the city's police chief, Ed Flynn. They have very different opinions about how law enforcement should be carried out. 
Chief Ed Flynn expresses the view long prevalent among those who emphasize the social root causes of crime, such as income disparities and educational disparities, as well as the larger society's neglect of black communities. Chief Flynn puts less emphasis on aggressive police action and more on community outreach and gun control. Sheriff David Clark represents an opposition, an opposite tradition in which the job of the police is to enforce the law as forcefully as necessary, not to make excuses for law-breaking or to ease up on enforcing the law in hopes that this will mollify rioters. Sheriff Clark would also like to see law-abiding blacks be armed. Differences of opinion on law enforcement are sharp and unmistakable and have been for more than 50 years. However, as the late Daniel Patrick Moynihan used to say, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you are not entitled to your own facts. Unfortunately, facts seem to play a remarkably small role in clashes over law enforcement policy, and that too has been true for more than 50 years. In his memoirs, the United States Supreme Court Justice Chief Earl Warren declared that all of us must assume a share of the responsibility for rising crime rates in the 1960s because for decades we have swept under the rug the slum conditions that breed crime. That's what I brought out that week. But the hard fact is that the murder rate in the country as a whole was going down during those very decades when social problems in the slums were supposedly being neglected. Homicide rates among black males went down by 18% in the 1940s and by 22% in the 1950s. It was in the 1960s when the ideas of Chief Justice Warren and others triumphed that this long decline in homicide rates among black males reversed and skyrocketed by 89%, wiping out all the progress of the previous 20 years. The same reversal in the country at large saw murder rates by 1974 more than twice as high as in 1960. This was after the murder rate had been cut in half where it had been in the 1930s. Ghetto riots, which erupted in the 1960s, were blamed on poverty and discrimination. But what were the facts? Poverty and discrimination were worse in the South than in the rest of the country. But ghetto riots were not nearly as common in the South. The most deadly ghetto riot of the 1960s occurred in Detroit, where 43 people were killed, 33 of whom were black. In Detroit at the time, black median family income was 95% of white median family income. The unemployment rate among blacks was 3.4% and black home ownership was higher in Detroit than in any other major city. What was different about Detroit was that politicians put the police under orders that restricted their response to riots, and some rioters said, the fuzz is scared, quote. It was black victims who paid the highest price for letting rioters run, run amok. By contrast, Chicago's 1960s mayor, Richard Daley came on television to say that he had ordered the police to shoot and kill rioters who started fires. There was outrage among the politically correct across the country. But Chicago, with a larger population than Detroit, had no such death rates in riots. In later years, New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani 
Giuliani's aggressive police policies and high crime neighborhood cut the murder rate down to a fraction of what it had been before. But in England, opposite policies prevailed with what London Daily's Telegraph newspaper referred to as politically correct policing that has police acting more like social workers than upholding law and order. Although England had long been regarded as one of the most law-abiding nations on earth, riots that swept through London, Manchester, and other British cities in 2011 were virtually identical to riots in Ferguson, Baltimore, and other American cities. Most of the British rioters were white, but what they did was the same, right down to setting police cars on fire. But do facts matter anymore? Thomas Sowell, piece from Real Clear Politics. You know, it's guys like this that that, that we ought to be paying attention to and, and less of people like Barack Obama, Mrs. Bill Clinton, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, the usual race hustlers, Sean King or whatever his name is, the guy who uh, faked being black for decades. But we get more of them, we get less of reasoned, reasoned opinion from that of Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell is my friend. Thomas Sowell is a mentor to me. And I'll tell you what, if we can get back to the stuff that he talked about, that style of policing is the type of policing I came into in 1978. You keep your foot on the neck of the criminal. Lawfully, of course. But you keep the pressure on. Full court press. You keep them on the run. You send a clear and convincing message that their antisocial anarchist behavior will not stand. The Blaze Radio Network on demand. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. Find more on demand at theblaze.com slash radio. Casper is made in America. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Breathable latex and memory foams are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Right now, get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash Clark. That's casper.com promo code Clark. Terms and conditions apply. casper.com slash Clark.